Hello everybody, good evening. This week is Parshas Nayach, and we're continuing to learn about the 39 Malachas, Lamites Malachas, and once again, we are beginning with the very first Malacha, which is the Malacha of Chayresh. And as we um, hopefully promised last week, uh, we will get to some more of the, um, the overview concepts and rules and categories of Hilchah Shabbos, like Davosh and Mishaven. So we'll touch on them as we go along, but then we'll also dedicate at some point a shir to just developing each one of those rules that apply to all Malachas. And last week, we began Chayrish, and in summary, what we uh, discussed last week was the importance of understanding the essence of a Malacha. So Chayrish can either be through making a hole or through filling a hole, uh, even just removing stones from the earth because the essence of the Malacha is preparing the earth and making it better for planting. So all forms of that are included. And we also discussed that just about all forms of this Malacha are considered normal process, uh, even if you do it with your shoe, uh, with a bench, as we'll see. Those are all considered the normal way of doing this Malacha. And also that there's no minimum shear, no minimum amount, any tiny bit is already, because since the essence of the malacha is to prepare the ground to plant a little seed, a little seed is tiny. So any tiny bit is already a problem. And we also discussed that where this malacha, where this malacha is performed, then that purpose changes its nature. So uh, if you do it in a field or outside where it's possible to plant, so then it'll be cherish. But if you do it in a house or in a place where it's just, and you can't grow something like sand, then it changes its nature and it becomes a question of binyan, of building, and the halachas are somewhat different, as we will see. Um, and lastly, we discussed that Chazal instituted a number of safeguards on every malacha, and this one is no different. And one of the examples of the safeguards that they instituted in order to avoid coming to doing chayresh is uh, to not roll a ball or kick a ball on the earth, because you may come to flatten it out and smooth it out in order that it should be a better playing field. Uh, and therefore, you aren't allowed to play kickball or soccer or any such roll, ball, any such game that involves rolling a ball on Shabbos. <clears throat> and uh, we'll get, we'll talk a little bit more about that as we go along. Um, but that's what we covered last week. Now, playing in a sandbox. Can a child play in a sandbox? Now, that's not a particularly Shabbos thing to do. Certainly not very good for the Shabbos clothing. But nevertheless. Uh, according to halacha, is permitted. Why? Because sand is not plantable, number one. And number two, it also doesn't retain the holes that you would dig in the sandbox. So if they dig a hole with a little spade, uh, it, it's going to just basically collapse in upon itself. So nothing you do there is permanent, and in, that, in this situation, it would not be usher at all as either baina or chayrish. And likewise, the sand is not muktza, which would be a drobanan issue, but it's not muktza. Why? Because this sand was designated for plain purposes. That, of course, would not apply to sand on a beach, which is most certainly muktza. You can walk on it, but you can't play with it, because that is not designated to be played with. Uh, sand that's... Uh, from leftover from construction, also has not been designated to be a toy, so that also would be mukta. But sand in a sandbox would be allowed. But one thing you can't do is you wouldn't be allowed to make a sand castle, or you know, it certainly can't mix water with sand. That would be a question of lush. And then forming the sand ca- castle would uh, would be a shaila of baina, even though it's temporary. That would be a problem of binyan of making something uh, a form of, of a building. Now, let's discuss dragging or rolling something through the dirt or through the, ga- the grass. And this, 
This case of dragging something through the dirt is actually the classic case of the concept of Dabr Shein Mishaven. It's the case that is always referred back to when we want to discru- discuss that rule. So Dabr Shein Mishaven, that term means something that's done unintentionally. Now, you have to understand exactly what this means. It means like this. It means that you're doing one thing and a separate, a totally separate outcome is happening besides the thing that you're doing. Um, and it's very secondary to what you're doing. And the secondary thing, which is a separate outcome, is called the Dabr Shein It's something that is happening, something that you're doing unintentionally. So the example is, like I said, the classic example is when you're dragging a bench through the grass or through earth, and it, it makes a furrow, it makes a hole in the ground. So the hole is chayresh. Now there's two separate, distinct things happening here. You're dragging a bench. That's your primary purpose. That's what you're trying to do. A hole in the ground is a whole separate thing that's occurring as a result of your dragging the bench. And that secondary act is a darvash and It's something that's unintentional. You don't intend to do that, though it is happening. So that's a darvash and that's what the con- that's, That is the concept of the darvash and Now what's the rule? The rule is, is that if it won't necessarily happen, it may happen, it may not, it won't necessarily happen, then it is actually permitted. It's not even a drabana, it's totally permitted. You are allowed to schlep the bench through the earth even though it may make a hole, it may make a furrow, as long as it won't certainly make a hole, as long as it's not guaranteed to make a hole, it's permitted. That's a davr shenem ischaven, it's something unintentional, which is allowed. However, if you're dragging a heavy table or you're dragging it through soft earth, so then it's certain that it will make a hole, it is certain that it will make a furrow, then it is prohibited and it could be prohibited menhatayra because that would be chayresh. And there, in that case, we do not have the leniency of a davr shenem ischaven. This concept is called psikresha. Psikresha literally means cutting off a head, and it means basically like a muscle, that if you cut off the head of a chicken, you can't argue that, well, I just needed the head for something, uh, and I wanted, I thought the chicken would live. So basically, the idea is that if you do something that is for sure going to happen, you can't claim it's uh, unintentional. So if you're dragging a bench and you know it's going to make a furrow, so then it's not unintentional, and it remains intentional. So it's as if you uh, specifically tried to make that hole in the ground, and therefore it would be awesome. So that's the rule. So the rule is it depends if, is it for sure going to happen, or is it not? As long as it's a 50-50, it may or may not happen. Even if it does happen, that's fine. It's mutter. It's, per- it's, it's permitted even if it happens. Now, now let's, uh, so the applications are, have many, uh, as many applications besides the exact one I just mentioned. Every single malacha basically has this question in various different applications. And Mir Hashem will be discussing it and fine-tuning it some more as we learn through the various malachas. But as far as dragging a bench is concerned, so it's very straightforward. Dragging a bench is a problem, soft earth, heavy bench, that's basically what you need to keep in mind. But question is, what about if you're not dragging, but rather you're pushing something with wheels, like a stroller, or you're dragging a, a garbage bin when it's not muktzah, which there are some cases that it's not muktzah. So you're dragging something with wheels, and the wheels do make a furrow in the ground, but they do it differently, and therefore it's permitted why? Because the nature of wheels is very different than the leg of a table or a chair. A uh, leg cuts a hole in the ground. That's chayrish. The wheel compresses the earth under it, right? It just compresses it. That is not chayrish. Okay, so th- there's a very fine difference. It's a distinct difference, but it's a very fine line. You may not have thought that that should make a difference. And what's fascinating is we find this by quite a few malachas, that there could be this very fine distinction 
uh, we're like here, you know, it's cutting the ground or it's compressing the earth, and that fine distinction distinction will determine if it's a malacha menhatayra or nothing or permitted. Uh, there's not even a drabanan, and obviously we aren't the ones who can make the call on that. It's Chazal have to say it, and they have to prove it from Chazal. Uh, but they made this distinction, and they didn't see fit to enact any drabanan, any uh, safeguard, and therefore it's permitted. So you're allowed to push a stroller through the ground because it's only compressing the earth, whereas schlepping a bench is cutting up the earth, and that would be chayresh if it is for sure going to happen. Now, the interesting question is, what about, uh, and this is a very common question, is what about putting down a chair? In your, in your backyard. So you want to put down a chair, and if it's, depending what kind of chair, if it's a plastic chair with big legs, it won't do this, but if it's a metal chair, it will probably most certainly, certainly if the ground is soft, it's going to make a hole into the ground. They're going to sink in and, and make a hole. Is that a problem? It's likely, certainly going to happen. So are you allowed to take a chair, put it in your backyard, sit down on it, and sink into the earth? So there's really... It's an interesting question because you could look at it either way. Could, you could say that maybe that's like a stroller. is just compressing the earth under. You're not ripping up earth like when you drag a bench. It's just compressing the earth under it. So maybe it would be permitted. Or you could say, look, how do you dig a hole? You dig a hole by sticking a spade in the ground, right? So that's the same thing. You're just sticking something into the ground. and That's how you make a hole. And this is why, because it's not so clear, it's a machlekes achreinim. So it's a machlekes between contemporary paiskim. There are those who permit it, um, and therefore you may have seen people doing it, and there are those who don't permit it, and that's why you may have seen people being careful, um, or just people may not know either way. But regardless, that is a question. So it is ideal to be avoided, if you can, to use such a kind of chair that will certainly make a hole. That's better to avoid, to rather take a chair that won't, like with a bigger bottom, or just don't put it down on the grass, put it down on something which won't make a hole. Um, however, if the chair is already there Arab Shabbos, so it's already made the hole in the ground, so you can sit on it, even though it may go a little deeper, that's fine. And likewise, you can take the chair out, even though by taking the chair out, you're leaving four little holes in the ground, those holes already existed, you're just removing the chair, that also is fine. And then you could put that chair on the deck or on, on concrete. So that's, uh, that's a lot. And th- this is very relevant, actually, on sukkahs, which just passed, when people have their sukkah not on concrete, if they have their sukkah on grass, which a lot of people have that. Um, and then you have your table and you have your chair, so you have to be careful about that, first of all. It shouldn't make holes in the ground. And another thing that often happens on sukkahs is that the ground isn't so level, right? So you have your table, and the table is wobbly, and the, all the cups are falling over. So you tend to move the table around, shift it from side to side, so that it gets uh, more, more uh, level. And what you're really doing, if you look at the legs, what you're doing is, is you're kind of smoothing out the ground under it so that it gets more level. And that's real baina, or chayrish, depending where you are, uh, inside, the, inside the house or outside. But it would be uh, one of those malachas because you're literally smoothing the ground to make a surface to put this table on. And that would be a uh, serious violation of the iser of chayrish. So that, that would be prohibited. So uh, in, uh, in summary, davrashen mischavim means something unintentional is allowed as long as it won't certainly happen. So it depends when you're dragging a bench, how um, how soft or how hard the ground is or how heavy the bench is. Whereas if you're rolling a stroller, being that it's wheels, that's allowed, that's just compressing the earth, and putting a chair down where it just goes straight down, is a question. Do we look at that as compression or do we look at that as making a hole? Therefore, it's ideal to avoid it, but there is what to rely on if you need to do it. Um, and uh, once it's there, you could sit on it and you can also remove it as well. And on sukkahs, you need to be careful.